It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome to the Punters, mate, on SEN. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Punders Mates, the 24th of March, 2023. Where is the year going, Sam Highland? Good afternoon to you. Hello, Chris. Uh, yeah, it's running away from us, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, oh, well, it's only a good thing. It's, uh, yeah, it's is just, it? well, it's just time goes, doesn't it? It does. Seems to, seems to go quicker when you're getting older, too. Yeah. As soon as you turn 21, it goes faster. <laughs> and every year after that, every decade after that, it goes quicker and quicker. Uh, looking forward to today's show too, Sammy. We've got some very special guests on the show. We're going to talk to Jack Lang, who, of course, uh, is from Victoria, but he set up a stable up here at the Sunshine Coast. And I happened to be out at Corball Park uh, track last Sunday afternoon, and he trained the winner of the second last race, which was triple figure odds. And I've got to tell you, Sammy, it could not win that race on form. No way known could that win that race. So I want to find out from Jack how the hell it did win that race and looked pretty soft at the line too. Uh, and we'll also talk to Emily Lang. Emily is no relation to Jack. Their last names are spelt slightly different. Emily Lang, of course, is an apprentice to uh, O'Day Hoisted, and she is riding up a storm. And she went to Strathalbyn on Wednesday because she's in the National Apprentices Series, and she rode a double there for Queensland. So we'll chat to her about uh, her experiences in Adelaide uh, and basically how she's finding life as an apprentice jockey. She's doing a really good job. Yeah, she is flying. Uh, of course, uh, was it five winners she rode at Warwick? Yeah, on her, was that her first day? It was, I it was uh, her first. I don't know if, yeah, it might have been her first day. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if it was her first day, but it was it was definitely early it was on. Early on, yeah. And uh, uh, but yeah, what a what a. Uh, what an amazing achievement! Actually, it could have been her first day. It was uh, but it was first imagine, or second? Imagine that! Just going to the races and bagging five. Unbelievable! I mean, you think what? What else can I do? What's What's better than that? <laughs> yeah, is it all right. downhill from well, here? It. Uh, I tell you what, you'd come away from the races thinking, how easy is this caper? <laughs> how yeah. long has this been going on for? How easy is it? Now you'd be a happy man. Did you watch the footy last night? Because you I did, did last week. I did uh, watch the footy last night. And of course, we're talking AFL here. Yeah. Uh, the Blue Baggers uh, just hung on. Gee, I was a bit, uh, I was a bit nervous in the end. Yeah. It uh, was uh, worrying. But, uh, yeah, so that they were good. It's good to see you. Look, I've heard this in recent years. Like, I'm not a uh, – I don't know anything about football really, Chris. I only to watch and, and go and have a beer at. And uh, it's uh, – yeah, I've heard this plenty of times before that the Blues are in for a good season and we've been disappointing uh, year after year. So it's time. It is our time I think to it is. step up. I, I, and look, you've got the monkey off the back winning one of those tight games where you look to be vulnerable late. Uh, I think I think there's good things ahead for Carlton. Been down for a long, long time, but they certainly look look to be heading in the right direction and good luck to them and all their supporters. But this is a racing uh, show. I'm, I'm, actually go, I'm actually going to uh, the Dolphins. Uh, oh. th- thanks to Ben Wright and Daniel Jones, uh, Ben Wright at Four Group, that uh, you're actually going to the, the Dolphins and uh, and uh, Broncos game tonight. So Battle of Brisbane, North yeah, versus South. That's that's going to be full on. I'll tell you what, I was at the, uh, the first Dolphins game with these boys and uh, – 
Wow, we did they get up and about when they got the money? So, so I'm expecting uh, more of the same tonight. So being a adopted Brisbane boy now, are you going to barrack for the Broncos? No, I barrack for the Dolphins. Me I'm, too. Yeah, I'm I'm I, going for the Dolphins. I live yeah. up that way, so I never had a team, of course, but now I have. And <laughs> the fact that they're doing well makes it even uh, makes it even better. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's uh, gee whiz, I, th- I think it'll be a great atmosphere there tonight. It will be. You've got that game, and you've also got the the Lions playing Melbourne at the Gabba. So. Yeah, you want to do your walk. If you're getting around Brisbane tonight between those two venues, you want to go on foot because <laughs> it could be expensive if you're catching Ubers or taxis, that's for sure. Uh, last week's racing was was pretty good, Sammy. We had uh, Ben Thompson riding five winners at Doomben. Uh, he's just on fire, isn't he? He's got so much confidence at the moment, and uh, and that's what happens with jockeys. You know, you, um, uh, you, you get in form like this and – you know, you're in amongst the field and just things happen and it, and it, the field opens up and runs come and you're just going, what about this? When your luck's in, it's in. And yeah. uh, it's when your confidence is up like this, um, you go to the races and you ride so well and next thing you, you're bagging out winners like uh, – uh, riding bags of winners like uh, Ben Thompson and gee, he's uh, he's in super form, top jockey and uh, doing a great job. Yeah, and he rode another handful of winners yesterday at Ipswich. So he's flying. He had a little bit of a tumble at the barriers on Wednesday. Uh, horse jumped out and he jumped off pretty quickly, but um, fortunately no damage done there. So Ben uh, is on a roll at the moment and uh, they're, well they're deserved. Just, they're just to keep your feet on the ground. That's right. That could be true too. <laughs> oh, don't get carried away with yourself. <laughs> Not that I think Ben would. He doesn't seem the type of guy. Uh, Peter Roble is moving his stables or has moved his stables to the Gold Coast, Sammy. Oh, I was, Another un- I was unaware of this. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, well, uh, I tell you what, I, I rode with, um, Peter Roble for, for a, a long time, uh, when he was, he'd be a couple of years older than me, but he was, uh, obviously a good jockey in the Northeast and, and then got those opportunities in Sydney and just went bang. And, um, there was a classic example of somebody that, um, you know, that uh, just got an opportunity in town, got some good rides, and then next thing uh, went to the next level. And because he was banging around the northeast for for uh, a long time and uh, doing a good job, but just uh, really not featuring in town. He's a, obviously a good horseman, great trainer, and, uh, yeah, I'm sure he will do well. Uh, what's behind that, Chris? Uh, I think it's an owner's thing, yep. and I think it's lifestyle as well. Yep. Um, I saw him being interviewed by Mitch Manners and asked him, you know, lifestyle got something to do with it? He said, yes, it did. Uh, and look, as we know, it's very relaxed lifestyle up here in Queensland, especially you know, if you live on the Gold Coast. So works for us, doesn't it? It does work beautifully for us, Sammy. <laughs> uh, I, I wish I had Peter Roble's metabolism. He never seems to have an ounce of fat on him. And as he gets older, <laughs> I don't know about you. Well, I know about me. The older you get, the fatter you get. But uh, maybe he's very active which is something I need to be. But anyway, Opal Ridge, who won last week uh, in Sydney, is heading towards the uh, Stradbroke and the Tats Tiara. Going to be every horse that you hear of between now and, say, the next month is going to be heading to Queensland. Yeah, well, It'll that's, be just... that's a good thing. Yeah. That is a good thing. Uh, yeah, more of that we want. Um, Animo, of course, winning again last week. That was a sensational win, sitting three deep, no cover, and getting the job done. He'll face off against uh, Dubai Honour. Dubai Honor, yeah, who was also very impressive. That's going to be a cracking Bolted Queen Elizabeth. In. Bolted in, I'm uh, actually. Yeah, which way are you going? Well, I'm going with Dubai Honor. Well, I knew you would. Uh, I was, um, I was uh, driving in this morning, listening to uh, Cam Luke in the Labrokes Lab, and and uh, oh wow, wait, he was very strong in his opinion with Animo and uh, putting a pot on Dubai Honor. 
Do you know what? They're just they're just better stayers than ours, and they're they're um, yeah, that he'll for him to to win like he did the other day. Uh, yeah, I, I think he'll test Animo. I mean, Animo's a star, but yep. Uh, but we we don't we don't have the we don't have the competition here like they do. You know, we and, have the sprinters. They have the stayers. Yeah, yep. that's it. So, uh, I yeah, I think he'll uh, he'll need to be at his absolute best, Animo. Uncommon James is off to the Quokka, Sammy, in Perth, which is coming up shortly, a 1,200-metre race worth plenty of money. Yeah, this race is um, getting plenty of uh, airtime, isn't it, in mm. in recent weeks? And uh, it's another one of these uh, slot races, isn't it? Yep, is it, it slot is. race? Um, yep. how, how, what, how are we going now with the slot races, do we think, after after a couple of years? Is it? Is it? I don't know. You know, all these all these new customers and new punters that it was going to bring to the table. I don't know about that. I think it's a bit of a buzzword, isn't it? But uh, but anyway, well, we'll know that in ten years' time, I suppose. Yeah. Um, you know where and they've all ended up. How's the All Star Mile going? Well, I was going to ask you that. Jeez. What was your impressions of the All Star Mile? Well, that's just not. It's, you know, it's just a beat up of nothing, isn't it? You know, I mean, to, if if eighty six thousand people really voted for those horses, <laughs> that's you know, I, I, you know, I'm all for I'm all for um, you know, good things in horse racing, but come on, eighty six thousand, really? I think that's a bit of a g up, and when somebody's having a bit of a g up, I think, uh, yeah. But anyway, it's uh, it is what it is. Uh, but tomorrow I've got the Australian Cup. Yeah, well, and and I tell you what, um, stronger. Uh, this is a race. See, this is a race that has amazing history, and mm. and you know was one of our feature and best races of the autumn carnival, and it has just lost so much, you know. And is that because of the the All Star Mile and how it's sort of uh, interrupted things in recent years? And I mean, the Australian Cup has really uh, it's really lacked a lot in in recent years, and and I think that's really sad because uh, if you go back in time, wow, we uh, some great horses have won the Australian Cup, and I actually thought this field was um, is stronger than what I thought it was going to be, mm. um, but it's still not much, is it? So, well, if you think of the horses in the past that have won the Australian Cup, they're just different. exactly they're wait for age stars, yeah, aren't they? Yeah, whereas these ones aren't. Uh, Queensland is racing. The action continues this week right across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. And we are racing in Queensland at the Sunshine Coast tonight. I don't think there'll be too many night meetings left. This may actually be the last one, but don't quote me on that. We race mainly, of course, at Eagle Farm tomorrow afternoon. Looking forward to the meeting there. We race on the poly track at the Gold Coast. We race at uh, Cairns as well. We race at Toowoomba in the Twilight Zone and we race at the Sunshine Coast again on Sunday. And I missed one meeting. I did say we're racing at the Sunny Coast tonight, which we are. But we're also racing at Townsville this afternoon. So that meeting well underway. So there might be a few races left to have a bet on. Uh, responsibly, of course, Sammy, before we hook into the Sunny Coast later tonight. You little beauty. And Patriotic King right down the outside running home. Katani's got the lead. The inside second carry on Dragon. A lot of booty trying hard. Uh, weaving through as Regal Conqueror. And Patriotic King out wider. Katani, Regal Conqueror. Katani's in front from Regal Conqueror. Katani in front. Katani's one from Regal Conqueror. 
Sammy, that was Gatani winning at the Sunshine Coast last Sunday afternoon, race seven. Now, I happened to be there uh, on track, and uh, I couldn't have tipped that horse. If you gave me seven, was 15 runners in the race. You know, I had 15, 14 goes. <laughs> I don't think I would have tipped Gatani. And it was $101 SP, and is trained by Jack Lang of Cranbourne, it says here. But I know Jack's uh, got a stable now on the Sunshine Coast. But I heard him being interviewed after the race, and he seemed like a really, really nice guy. And I believe... You know Jack, or you might have met Jack along the way. So I thought, let's have a chat to Jack. So, Jack, good afternoon. Good afternoon, boys, in the SEN studio there. How are you? <laughs> Going very well. How about you? You'd be happy boy after that result last week. I hope you had something on. Well, look, uh, admittedly, yeah, I, uh, I heard your intro, and um, I had a slight disagreement. I thought she was a, uh, sort of a place chat. So I had uh, 50 to win and 20 to place, and, um, yeah, the return was quite a... Quite equitable. Well be. done, well done, Jack. Well done. Wish I had have seen you. After, I'm sorry, before the race, not heard you after the race. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 it's funny you say that because. Um, sorry, it's funny you say that because uh, my uh, my dad Robbie Lang he yep. has a um, uh, an owner. He was up uh, at the Sunshine Coast over the weekend, and he actually found himself at the Sunshine Coast, and he was walking around looking at the horses in the types and going through his bets for the rest of the afternoon. And he asked me what I thought the chances of uh, Gertaini was. And um, I said, yeah, look, I think you can run a place. And um, because it's you know, done quite well since his last start and wasn't beaten all that far in a benchmark 58 as opposed to a 0-58, to 58, um, and the intent is to go forward with authority today, I said, I wouldn't be totally shocked if it runs a place. And also, just as much, uh, wouldn't be as shocked if she won. So he actually got the trifecta. Whoa. Wow, and I'm led to believe it paid some astronomical amount. I haven't seen a sling out of that yet, but um, I'll be hitting him up. I think at some point. <laughs> yeah, well, I think uh, maybe he fair. can. Maybe not only can he be a Robbie Lang owner, he can uh, launch into the Jack Lang stable as well. Yeah, he could be a Lang a Lang fan. Now, tell us the Jack Lang story, because as I said, it says Mr. Jack Lang as the trainer at Krem, but I know at the moment you've got a stable at the Sunshine Coast. Yeah, so I'm actually exclusively based at the Sunshine Coast. I don't have the stable at Cranbourne anymore. And um, essentially, I was going through, you know, I was assessing my own career and how I was going along with the horses as individuals and I suppose just as importantly myself in a, in a training sense. And I was looking at horses that I had arrived to the stable um, and how their performance measured up before I got them uh, and then to when I got them. And established with a, um, a form analyst that they were all going as good, if not slightly better, some of them significantly better, and then doing the same with horses that I had previously had that had gone elsewhere, and they had gone um, worse or significantly worse. So I thought, well, that was a great, um, a pretty cool assessment, especially coming from a third party, not myself. And I thought, well, it would appear mathematically or realistically that um, as far as a training centre is concerned, the horses are getting at least to the top of their own ability. But more often than not, I'd go to the races and they'd run sort of like a nice fourth or fifth, beating three and a half, four lengths. And, um, you know, I had a horse run as an early two-year-old and he ran into Poppeteer. Had another horse run up the straight of Flemington. He was beaten by passive-aggressive. Um, had another horse run. He actually, uh, he ran last that particular time at Sandown in his second start. The winner of that race was Ash Cabin. And I'm looking at these horses when they're winning group races later on, trained by Kira Ma, Nick Price, and these, horse, these trainers that have 500-plus horses in work. And I'm going, I could sit there and tread water for the rest of my life and pray 
for a really good horse like an Eduardo or a Jungle Edge to get your name out there. Or I could do something drastic, move up north. Horses of limited ability can be much more effective and horses that uh, have a little bit of ability like No Surrender might be extremely effective up here. Uh, so I did my due diligence, come here three weeks before I decided to move here. Looked at, I was actually only telling this to my track rider this morning, I looked at 15 tracks. I started at Balvina and just kept going north until I stumbled across Carbwood Park, Sunshine Coast. Thought it had the best facilities. Was aware of the fact that it's where Winx won her first ever race. And um, three weeks later, I called it home. So what did that, what did Corball Park have over the others that, that, that attracted you so much? Um, I think just as far as the, the dimensions and the layout of the track itself was very attractive, nice long straight. I thought it would be a, a good place to um, uh, appear, and the way it races too, it appears like a lot of horses get a good chance, whether they're on speed like Gertani. I've seen horses come from back, yep. um, had a horse. Actually, he was sort of 15 lengths last as they straightened three or four weeks ago, and he flew home, knitted through the field, and got beaten 0.5 and fifth. Uh, he came from a, um, a clear last, so it plays fairly. Um, the, the training track side of things was quite nice as well. A really nice big open poly track has two grass tracks. They have barrier trials there every single Tuesday. Uh, they have race meetings every second Friday and every Sunday. And then the stables I managed to get, which are at uh, Nikita Berriman's property, which is also a massive plus. She's one of the better riders here in Queensland. Um, they were only sort of, I think they're 1.2 kilometres away from the race course. And everything just sort of seemed to knit in nicely. It was a nice stable. They were close to the track. The track was nice. The staff was lovely. Frequent racing. Uh, prize money's good. Trials are frequent. Um, so, yeah, I, I made the decision pretty quickly. And I did, uh, well, when you were being interviewed after the race, I mean, I think, I think it was Paul Joyce that asked you if you were, if you were going to hang around. And you, you hadn't made a call whether you'd remain in Queensland, whether it was a permanent thing or not. Are you still of that opinion? Yeah, still of that opinion. I mean, I, I do, at all times, I like to keep my options open, even if at any stage it does appear like I'm getting complacent or feeling quite homely with a particular venue. I am sort of the kind of person that likes to keep my ear to the ground and look for opportunities all over the place and not even just in horse-related terms in everything. Um, but, look, if if I get a, if a sack of these horses start finding form and doing things similar to like what Gertaini did and a couple of others can string a few together... Um, and I, I may very well base myself here, say, uh, I'd say like a, a good two years or so, just yep. to get a bit of momentum. Um, but realistically, I sort of compare New South Wales and Victoria to be like, if you're a stockbroker, they're probably like the, the Wall Street of the racing world. Um, if you're really going to make it, you've got to make it in and amongst the big fish. Yep. Um, so at some stage, I will end up later on at one of those two venues. Um, but I really need to uh, make a name for myself and get some big clients or bigger clients uh, that can buy bigger and better horses and more of them into the stable before I uh, before I start trying to compete with those powerhouse stables. I mean, if you get lucky along the way and uh, produce, say, a Nomado or a Jungle Edge, uh, because logistics are so easy these days, uh, it's quite easy to travel interstate. Um, but before moving to any of those places permanently, I'd like to have at least four or five horses that are Saturday City class in those venues or jurisdictions uh, before I think about doing it again. Jack, you're from a long line of uh, of horse trainers. Obviously, your grandfather, Eddie, was a great trainer, as is your dad. Um, do you bounce off them uh, much and, and, and get a few hints? 
oh, all the time. I send them totally mad. <laughs> In fact, it was um, it was Eddie it was Eddie Lang's ninety third or fourth birthday not so long ago, and um, I did the I went through the niceties and wished him a happy birthday and uh, a prosperous life and all those things, and um, straight into hitting him up asking questions about what to do with particular horses and things like that. So, yeah, I've got a a lot of questions for both of them at all times because um, they're a wealth of knowledge and there's, there's just certain things you can't read out of a textbook. Yeah, well, it's uh, that's it. And and those things come in handy, don't they? You know, especially, um, uh, you know, I, w- I would imagine, especially when, when you're moving, uh, you've made the big move up north and, you know, how, how horses handle different conditions and, and different ways of doing things, those... Uh, Definitely, those old school methods—they they get lost in, in uh, well, in this way of life now. Though you know we're so busy and and all the rest of it that you know I think uh, and we see that often in big stables. You know that that uh, you know it's it's a real factory setup. Whereas uh, go somewhere like the Jack Lang stable and a boutique stable on the sunny coast and uh, attention to detail is one hundred and ten percent. Yeah. Exactly right, and I think that's probably got a little bit to do with uh, why Gertan or Gertani managed to find a little bit of success because she was with uh, two other trainers previous to me, and she had one good race at Packenham back in Melbourne where she um, showed a great deal of speed and just knocked up at the finish and ran second, beating a little bit of a margin, but nothing too bad, and the horse uh, that beat her went on to be reasonably successful, uh, Brazen Bully, I think it's stable. I think it placed in town after that. Um, and then she just uh, she depleted terribly. She couldn't find form. She was getting beaten a long way. I think her last start before, start before I got her, she was beaten 25 lengths at Packenham, powered off last. And because she's by Danrich and Dad uh, trained Danrich, she bought him as yearling and trained him. And we've had a stack of progeny by Danrich, including Lord of the Sky. They do have a tendency to be quite quirky and a little bit different to, I guess, what you'd call the standard horse. So having that little bit of the inside male on them just as a breed um, and then having a lot to do with different types of them as well. Um, as soon as I got her and had a look at her, I sort of had her nut about pretty quickly, bounced a few ideas off of that also. And um, she ran a couple of good races at the picnics in extremely weak company. She ran, I think, three seconds in a row. And then she came up here. She had essentially a trial-styled run at Nanango. She was beaten three lengths, I believe it was. Found a lot of uh, bad luck at the Suntron Coast before she won, and then she came out and put him to the sword and put him away, and did it in a pretty comfortable fashion. So I think sort of knowing the horse, having that inside running, and also having a couple of old veterans, Eddie and Robbie Lang, to bounce ideas off horses like that that would probably stick through the uh, cracks and become sort of nothing, um, can have a second chance and find a bit of form. All right, Jack, now down to business. Before we let you go, you've got two runners at this stage over the weekend. You've got one tonight, uh, race seven at the Sunshine Coast. Uh, number 11, Divine Charm, Mark Duplessis will ride. Uh, can Divine Charm make it two from two in the last two runners? Oh, look, she's going to need a stack of luck. I'm not overly optimistic about her chances tonight. She um, she actually showed a good bit of ability over a bit of ground back in Melbourne. She was missing the kick and going back almost to last and making up a stack of ground late but just missing. So when I came up here, the view was to put a set of blinkers on her and ride her closer to give her a chance. But since doing that, she's not finishing off. She is travelling closer, but she's uh, missing out that uh, turn of foot she has at the finish. So I've dropped her back to the 1400 to make sure, uh, to ensure 
that the tempo is going to be generous enough so that she can jump and go back without being wrestled to do so, and then peel her to the outside and let her run, have a crack at running over them. Um, but I couldn't, I couldn't exactly uh, declare her in any regard because it's a, uh, it's essentially a, um, a testing run. Uh, in on Sunday, sorry, you've got uh, March's one going around in race number three. Now, is this the one you mentioned ran on from the back of the field, was beaten less than a length last time? That's him, yeah. yeah. So he should, uh, from a good gate, to, from a good gate, um, go back right in, uh, in very similar fashion. Nikita takes the right again. Um, if she can find a bit better running when they straighten, because he will go back. Um, yeah, he should uh, he should be thunder at home and looking like running a good place chance, if not the winner. All right, now, Jack, if people want to get involved with your stable, where do they go? What do they do? Well, I do have a website called jacklangracing.com.au. Um, I am a real fan of uh, text messages and phone calls. Uh, so I've got my number there uh, on the website. And I've also got Facebook and Instagram, which is just Jack Lang as well. And I've actually got a outstanding cult by Brazen Bo. Um, paid a hundred thousand for him. Bought him from Jerry Harvey from the Magic Millions, and uh, I thought if I'm going to come up here and make new beginnings, I'm going to celebrate and jump in with the sharks and get in <laughs> deep with uh, with money and buy an expensive horse. <laughs> so he's need... absolutely outstanding. I mean, I've had him. I broke him in straight from the sales, and um, he's already he's already up and about. He's run up a. He's done doing a little bit of pace work now, and you couldn't get a horse quieter, a better temperament, a better mover. He's just a, um, he's got racehorse written all over him. And his half-sister actually won at Eagle Farm at her third start two weeks ago. Who was that? Do you remember? Uh, Tony Tony Golan has it. Uh, the mare's name is Rose Patton, and its name is something similar to that, something Patton. Uh, I think it was an 1,100-metre maiden. Uh, That's all right. Oh, Tony Golan has that many winners. It's hard to remember them all. <laughs> it was three weeks ago now, but she was my so you think out of Rose Pat and a half to him. Yeah, she won at sixteen hundred metres and I think she's actually in at Eagle Farm tomorrow and I think the name is if I look here, uh Compass Rose. That's the one. Yeah, if that's I so you think, yeah, that's the one. Jack, great to have you on the show this afternoon. Been a pleasure talking to you. We wish you all the success in the world in Queensland. We hope you stay. You sound like you're a Queenslander already, so uh yeah, we'll be happy to keep you here and hopefully we'll talk to you again very shortly. Sounds great. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. Anytime. Pleasure. Jack Lang joining us there, Sammy. Uh, a young guy and he's really going places. The apple doesn't fall far no. from the tree there, Chris O. And uh, Lang is uh, he's a great trainer and uh, he and he's always good on the chat too. So Jack is, uh, yeah, he's absolutely nailed that. And good on him. He's got, uh, he's got plenty of passion and... Uh, He's up and about, so I'm sure he will do well. He will. Now, Aquas, Sammy, is Queensland's best and largest stallion facility. I didn't need to tell you that. And home to Group 1 sprinting sensation, Pirata. After the break, we'll have a chat to Emily Lang. This is the punters, mate, on SEN. In Swamp Vixen in front, goes for home, but Lil Hank powers to the lead now and takes over. Lil Hank from Swamp Vixen, Paluby Beach fighting on, Lord of Darkness late, but Lil Hank, Emily Lang takes both legs. Lil Hank wins from Lord of Darkness. How good was that, Sammy? Emily Lang, Queensland's own Emily Lang, winning 
two races at Strathalbyn in South Australia on Wednesday. Of course, a leg of the National Apprentices Series, which is going right around the country. Emily did a great job, and she's been riding up a storm. So I thought, let's have a chat to Emily and find out all about her. So, Emily, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. That's all right. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. You're, uh, you're doing a great job. What was the trip to South Australia like? Um, yeah, it was a really great experience, and I was actually really lucky to be selected just in my first year of race riding. It wasn't really something that I thought that I'd get chosen to go away and do. Um, but, yeah, I'm just really fortunate to be able to go away, and um, Adelaide in Australia is a really beautiful place, so, yeah, it was great. It is, Sammy, because I was born in Adelaide. <laughs> Were you really? <laughs> yeah, it is. South can, Australia. Glen Elg. That's why I'm a Tigers oh, fan. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, Glen yeah, Elg. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's where we stayed, actually. Yeah, it's a good spot, isn't it? It's a good yeah. part of the world. Yeah. It, it is a good spot. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, now, tell us the Emily Lang story. Um, so, don't really come from a racing background or family, but I um, have always been sort of riding horses since I've um, since I was younger and was sort of looking for a job while I was at uni and I saw that Chris Munts had advertised that they were looking for a track work rider so I thought I'd give it a go. Yes. Go on. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then sort of from then on he started letting me do sort of jump outs and whatnot and that sort of group from then on and sort of started up my apprenticeship with Steve and Matt and it's all been sort of guns blazing since then. And your background in riding horses, uh, Emily, like uh, did you grow up riding horses? Yeah, so grew up riding horses. So my whole family was sort of into, like from my grandparents um, into camp drafting and I didn't really like that very much. So I was a bit scared of the cows. So I um, was sort of more into show jumping and cross country. Um, So yeah. What were you studying at uni? Um, So I was actually doing business and data science at uni. Not exactly sure why, because I had no interest in it at all. Um, <laughs> I didn't really know what I was wanting to do after I finished school. And um, my brother's sort of the academic of the family, and he sort of steered me towards this. He was like, this will be a really good job, lots of opportunities with this. Um, so I sort of went with that, and, yeah, it didn't agree with me very well. I actually fell asleep in one of my lectures, and I thought, probably not for me. Oh, you wouldn't be the but, first um, person to do that. Go somewhere, go to uni, yeah. and then uh, think, I don't, what am I doing here? I don't want to do this. Got four years of it to go. Yeah, yeah no, I, um, yeah, didn't really agree with me very well at all. Now, we were talking before uh, off air earlier on about, um, about when you started out. Now, we're sure that you rode five winners either at your first meeting or your second meeting. Which one was it? Yeah, so it was my first weekend of race riding. I rode the Saturday and Sunday, and my five winners was on the Sunday, my second meeting. Wow. And did you think, did you think, well, how good's this? How long's this been going on? This is easy. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I um, didn't think it was easy, but I was surprised when I um, did ride the five. And I said to the um, people that were interviewing me on Saturday after the race that I haven't been able to do it again since. So, um, <laughs> no, it's definitely something that um, people talk to me a lot about. And I still probably can't believe that it did happen. Um, yeah, especially after race riding now for quite a bit of time. It's, um, yeah, it's, yeah, very, I'm actually impressed myself a little bit when I think about it. It's unbelievable when you think, um, 
yeah, how hard it is to, to obviously at the start of your career to go and, and ride a winner and uh, and you bagged five. And then, uh, uh, if anything, you sort of come away from, uh, yeah, you come away and just go, oh, yeah, what about that? And it's uh, it's not until you have a few rough days that uh, it brings you back down to earth. Would that be fair to say, Emily? Yeah, definitely. Um, the weekend after I went to Esk for a meeting there and I didn't ride one. I don't even think I got a placing that day. And so many people were like, oh, back to reality. I was going to say, uh, being apprenticed to uh, Steve O'Day and Matt Hoisted, you're exposed to a lot of very, very good horses. That must be a great place to uh, to be learning. Yeah, it's fantastic. Steve and Matt obviously do so much for me and sort of everyone. It's a very supportive little team. Um, and I'm, yeah, very fortunate the opportunities that I got. Even that day when I rode the five winners, I had a ride for Casey Fogden and um, also a couple other trainers that I still get support from now, Corey and Kylie Gear, and um, they still help me out a lot with my riding now and throw me a few horses here and there. But yeah, just to put a little network that Steve and Matt have been able to build for themselves is definitely helping me. Yeah. And have you get, have you been able to ride uh, some of their the better horses in track work? Yeah, I actually was the guy, the lady who usually rides Uncommon James was, was injured. So I was able to ride him this prep before he went down to Melbourne. So I thought I was pretty special. <laughs> Did, um, and can you feel the difference? I mean, you just jump on a normal, average, everyday racehorse and then you jump on an Uncommon James. Can you just feel the difference? Oh, yeah, he's unreal. You sort of, I'd come in sometimes and say to Matty, oh, I don't feel like I run up that like well today. And he's sort of like, oh, you're on your last. 423 something yeah. so I think you're all right and I'm like oh, it doesn't even feel like it's effortless for him yeah but yeah. um no yeah it's a really great team to be a part of and I'm really lucky is he the best one you've ridden at track work for the stable yeah I think so I don't really think I could um say that I've ridden anything better than him yet yeah, because there's a lot of good ones there, that's for sure. Uh, now, let's get on to business. You're not riding over the weekend that I can see, but you have got uh, rides on Monday at Grafton. Have you all over those yet? Can I ask you about, about those? Um, yeah, I've had a – I've sort of ridden, I think, one of them before, the September girl. Um, I can't find yeah, that one. it should be um... – I've got Dempsey Ray in the first, Toy Boy Roy in the fifth, and Cassie Elaine in the seventh. Oh, maybe they didn't accept. Maybe they didn't accept. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, so no, I haven't had um, haven't been able to sit on them yet. But it's still a bit sort of when I go to the Lismore and Ballina and that sort of those sort of places, I get a few rides. But it's been a bit hard harder for me to sort of crack the Grafton Coffs Harbour circle at the moment. Um, sort of only get a few rides here and there. Yeah, it's it's pretty competitive in those areas, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. But I think going. Um, sort of the country New South Wales way is definitely helping me a lot with my riding as well, just being exposed to the different riders and whatnot, and they're all really helpful and try and help me where they can. Now, Warwick was where you rode the five winners, is that right? Yes. That's why yep. you've got more winners at Warwick than anywhere else, but have you got a favourite track? And I'm guessing it might be Warwick. Yeah, I really like Warwick, so it's actually a really nice place, but... Um, Oh no, I don't think anyone will really agree with me, but I really like Lismore and Ballina. I ride a few winners there and um yeah, sort of um don't mind going down that way and it's not too far either. A bit different so I went to Chinchilla on Monday and it took three and a half hours, so Yes. The closer they are the more I like them. Um, just before we let you go, uh have you ridden at Toowoomba? 
Um, no, I don't have my provincial licence um, okay. as of yet, so I haven't been able to go there yet. Okay, because we get um, we get conflicting reports about uh, Toowoomba, don't we? Don't we, um, Sammy? Yeah, we do. We do. Uh, but yeah, some look, look. Some people love it and some people don't. But uh, it's always look good forward, to get an opinion. It. Yeah, yeah. You'll. I'm sure if we ask you in a year's time, you'll be all over it. But Emily, thanks so much for joining <laughs> us this afternoon. We appreciate your time. You're doing a fantastic, a fantastic job. Your strike rate is sitting at 19% winners to rides ratio, which is which is outstanding. So keep up the great work, uh, and I'm sure we'll speak to you again not too distant future. Okay. Thank you very much. Thanks, Emily. Appreciate your time. Emily Lang joining us there. Sammy, and she is riding up a storm at the moment, and uh, she's got the right attitude, and she'll go on and become a very, very good jockey if she isn't already. Great talent, uh, yeah, and she's uh, involved with such a, you know, such a big stable, and yeah. uh, that's where you get the good opportunities. So uh, we will definitely be seeing more of Emily Lang. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. On the Gold Coast, in the sunshine, a holiday paradise. Sammy, fresh from walking his dog down on the beautiful Gold Coast beaches. So it's a very good afternoon to Gibbo. Blair Gibson from brizzyracers.com.au. Gibbo. Good afternoon, you two legends. How are you? Uh, well, we didn't get sunburnt like someone else did. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I give it to me kids for getting burnt too, and here I am. They'll be they'll be yep. up me tonight for sure. Yep, yep. Just because you get older doesn't mean you get smarter. No, that's exactly right. <laughs> that's exactly right. With age, doesn't does knowledge not come with forth something <laughs> nah, or other? Just, yeah. I just I just get I just get bigger, uglier, and dumber. <laughs> You're not the only one. Uh, now you had a good week again at the Gold Coast last Saturday. What can we uh, back with confidence this week on the poly track there? Yeah, it's, it's been a little frustrating. I sort of keep getting like one from two or two from four, but sort of the prices aren't that much of a steal, so you sort of need to get all of them if you can. But uh, I'll give you another couple there this week. I'm starting to really lean to the horses trained on the track that have, you know, been trained on it now for a few months. And I'm going to go race four, number three, Can You Feel It? Um, the last couple here have ended up in placings. One of them horses that goes to the front, sort of that suits on these hot days. And I think it can give a kick look the winner and, and probably win. The, the little fly in the ointment the actual stable mate that sold well over about 680 here, but it's a weak animal. I, I want this horse to lead and the stable mate to sit off it, not the other way around. But um, if that happens, I think, can you feel it to win race four? Okay, next. And race five, um, number two, Ralphie. The recent trial at Bow Desert was excellent, outstanding. The horse I've always thought's got ability, just does get back a little bit, and that that's what's probably cost it going through the grades. You know, it, it's only won the one race, but um, look, I think this is a really suitable race if it handles the track. And as I said, trained here, I'm hoping it will. I think it can just be sort of too late and get over get over them late, Ralphie. What was that one you just cut out there when you gave the name and number? Uh, race five, number two, Ralphie. Ralphie and Eagle Farm tomorrow looks a a day for favourites in most of the races, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does, and for that reason, I've just had only real bet I've had so far is a little all up of uh, Santero, which I think is race two. Chris into race three, the Red Kite. Yep, both of them are up and coming horses. They've got the upside. They're in really good form. Stables are both going well, so it's just tick, tick, tick. Um, 
anywhere around the sort of $4 mark, all up both of them um, would get me in race day for those two. And you like one in the Australian Cup at Flemington. Big day at Flemington. I do, I do. I, I just think New Merion has to go in everything for, for those having exotics and whatnot, about $18 and four eighty. I just... He's a good horse. Last time, second up. was beaten three lengths by Cascadian, run second uh, in a group race at Randwick. That was on a really heavy track. Beat home Montefilia by a gap that day. So, you know, that form lines up. Run fifth, beaten a length in a Caulfield Cup. The first up run was just to blow the cobwebs out, and it was more than a pass mark. I think it sort of sits right up near the speed or just off the speed, and I'm sure it'll be the one going for home and will keep finding. Just, you know, if the others are too good late, that's fair enough, but I'm sure it runs a better race than what the $18 suggests. All right, so we're going to the Gold Coast. Race four, number three, Can You Feel It? Race five, number two, Ralphie. Santero into the Red Kite. Races two and three at Eagle Farm tomorrow as a multi. And Numerian, we're going to back each way at a good price in the Australian Cup at Flemington. That's it. Two Flogs podcast this week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's plenty happening on that. Um, we've got the great Cyril Sidestep stepping in. We haven't got an interview on the footy show this week. We've got Cyril Sidestep. He's a hoot. So I'm sure people will love him on the footy show. And, uh, yeah, the other show that dropped today, Friday, it's just us gibbering as usual. But uh, people have told me they've liked it so far. So let's see. We'll keep on gibbering. Doing a good job. (laughs) Exactly. Thanks, Gibbo. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Legend. See you, mate. Thanks. Blair Gibson joining us there, as he does each and every week. Sammy, give me your best bet for the weekend. Uh, My best bet for the weekend is Rose Hill, race six, number six, Settlement. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, it's going to be a really hard to beat. Uh, I like race eight, number two, Knight's Order for Gay Waterhouse. This will give a great sight. $9. It's effective. That's in the Tancred. Yep. And then, uh, race nine, number 12, Waterford for Brett Preble. Uh, you can get it at about seven bucks, uh, so I you really think, hooked into your Sydney form yeah, this week. Yeah, um, I've, I've dug deep into Sydney, um, uh, Queensland, I had a few bets early, uh, yes. and I didn't mind. Uh, Felix? I had something on Billy's Bro in race mm, seven. From your stable. Uh, had had something uh, on Billy's Bro each way, and i tell you what, uh, tell you what I didn't mind. This is huge odds. Uh, it got out to like $67 yesterday. It was uh, David Van Dyke's horse in the last race, is it? The last or the eighth must be which one? Eighth, Jimmy Byrne, and it goes by the name of where is it? Now I can't find it. We're talking Eagle Farm. Yeah, Eagle Farm must be the last one. Sneak preview number twelve. Sneak preview, thirty-five dollars. Have something on it each way. Jimmy Byrne on board. It was uh, it was okay first up, and it'll be better second up. Now, I'm a run late to the party, Sammy, but I'm going to make Felix the scat my best bet. Oh, wow. <laughs> I missed la- I'm the only person apparently at the station that missed out last time. <laughs> Even Paddy Welsh and all his colleagues were um, were all over it. And, and I know you were, so I'll jump on this time and watch it go under. No, I think it'll win. And I, I believe if it wins, they're heading to the Champagne Stakes in Sydney, the Group 1. Exciting times. Will yeah, Holbert, he's exactly. a good trainer. And, yeah, uh, yeah this is... Uh, this could be the horse that's going to put uh, his name up in lights uh, for Peter and Will Albert. Uh, race seven, I thought number eight, Legal Esprit, had run well. I see two leaders in that race, the big goodbye and Grey Worm. And Legal Esprit's drawn out. A little bit of positivity early, can get over and just slide into the perfect spot right behind those two. So I hope positive ride early. If they go back, then no chance. 
And race eight, number two, Fast Coney. Got too far back last time. I think he can settle closer uh, this time around. But my best bet for the entire weekend, Sammy. Yes. Is tonight at the Sunshine Coast. Okay. One they might have named after a few people working here at SEN. Race two, number two, Loose Unit. Wow. <laughs> loose Unit for uh, for Stuart Kendrick, I think, will be winning race two tonight. It looks like a, a nice little multi tonight. Race two, number two, into race three, number one, is your pride. I think can uh, can run well, and there's one there on Sunday at the Sunny Coast. Race four, number one, Cesarus or Caesarus. I don't know how you pronounce it, but it's one of Tony <laughs> Gollins. Trialed up a storm. Trialed up a storm. What are you doing for the weekend, Sam? Uh, I don't know uh, as yet. Yeah, I haven't haven't got my instructions, but uh, we'll see. There'll be a bit on, you know, as uh, as you know, three Billy lids and. Uh, they're always very active. Any uh, trackside stuff this week? No trackside. Uh, this weekend? Trackside all day today. And, uh, I know, and yeah, actually, I'm quiet enough next week. So, yeah, we'll just have a have a cruisy weekend with the kids, I would think. And it's not long until you're down in Victoria at the Bull. Yeah, the Bull's starting to rev up. I don't know if you saw uh, police camp run yesterday. Absolute cracker of a run. Uh, what about my horse, Dan- Nelson? Daniel Small... Daniel Small, uh, I'm not sure if he had his time again, if he'd want to go inside the beehive, which was coming back in his lap like it was shot. Uh, but anyway, uh, it was stiff not to win yesterday, but it's good to see the copper is uh, he's on track for the grand annual. We just need uh wet track, and I think we'll be You'll right. You'll get that. Yeah, well, Surely. it rains every year at Warrnambool. So. What about Nelson? Is he on track to win a big race over the yeah, car? Yeah, he was, uh, he, well, he did a good job, didn't he? What, yeah. He's uh, he's the horse that ran sixth in an arc. Exactly. He? You think he'd go all right. He only has to jump. Yeah. And he did. <laughs> he did that okay at uh, at a very steady tempo, yeah. But it was good to see, good to see jumps racing back. And uh, don't forget, get on the AJRA website, the Australian Jumps Racing Association, and uh, get all the information on jumps racing. All right, Queenslanders Racing, the action continues right across this weekend and next week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. Sammy, have a great weekend. Many winners to you. Many winners to all our listeners. Thanks for tuning in. Catch you same time, same place next Friday afternoon.